don't let anyone else say, you know, you can't do that or that's not going to work. Because I feel like this sort of age gap between like 14, like 21, that sort of age gap, even if you do make a mistake, even if something doesn't work, what do you have to lose? This week on the Young and Dumb Podcast, we have Joey from CT. Joey Dubs is the plug and has risen to be one of the top sneaker connects for celebrities. Yet to even finish high school, the entrepreneurial spirit was more than alive in him as it inspired him to flip shoes. One thing led to another, and he's receiving exclusive footwear for some of the world's top athletes like Celtic Terry Rozier. So this week, we learn about the shoe with Joey. So of course with Joey, the way he sells his shoes to these athletes, we had to give him the word shoe. Stunning. Not only is Joey only 15, but he meets some of the top athletes in the world, sells them sneakers, and then he even got his school to give him credit for running his business. Humble. There isn't an ounce of bragging with Joey. Even though he lives an amazing life, gets to see players kids his age only dream of, he is always grateful and knows it's because of his hard work. Outgoing. You have to be to do what he does. Constantly DMing these superstar athletes and going out to meet them in person is no short task, especially at 15. Evolution. He's only 15. And with the internet constantly changing, we are sure he will change with it and continue to thrive. This week, we sell some shoes with Joey. What's going on, everyone? It's your favorite two co-hosts from the East Coast, Justin and Gary, coming in live for another episode of the Young and Dumb podcast. We are up to 81 so far, getting close to that century mark, and we brought a special special guest with us today. He's from our home state of CT, getting his grind up from a very young age. Joey, say what's up to the people. What's going on, everybody? Glad to have you on board with us today, Joey. We always love to show, you know, CT some love and put him on the big stage for once. You know what I mean? So we're going to show you a little bit about the young and dumb way. We're going to ask you a big question. Who are you and what's your story? So basically, I'm a 15-year-old sophomore from uh, Connecticut. And um, over the past two years, I've been on social media every day. I started when I was 13. I was a big fan of the Patriots. I still am. Um, And I made a Patriots video account where I started editing videos for Patriots players. Um, And yeah. Um, So then, um, you know, I started posting those. I actually got to about 10,000 followers within about a year. I got likes from the players. Even some players hit hit me up, you know, saying like, oh, I I want you to make a video for me. So that just kind of like, um, it, it sort of inspired me and, and just like, I was just so happy that they were liking my post, but then I was like, maybe I could kind of make a business out of this. Um, so then I kind of learned more about like reselling shoes. It's kind of completely different, but, um, you know, I, I, I wasn't really a big sneaker head. I was kind of into shoes. I kind of learned more about the industry, just YouTube videos about, you know, how to resell like Yeezys, Jordans. And, um, I started doing that very slowly. Um, and obviously some of the athletes I edited videos for, I just kind of asked them like, um, you know, do you need like a shoe hookup? And a lot of them said, yeah, you know, I do need a shoe hookup. So, you know, I started working with them and then I, you know, sell them shoes and they go around, show their teammates. And now I'm just kind of expanding, um, you know, my social media, starting to do some YouTube videos and, um, I have a shirt out now too. So I'm just trying to, you know, just expand basically. 
Dude, that's dope. That's a really interesting uh, look, I guess, or business plan. Because a lot of people, when I, I hear about flipping shoes, flipping stuff on eBay, it's basically just putting it on eBay and hoping that someone buys it. Whereas mm -hmm. you're kind of turning it into um, building that relationship first, finding out what they need, and then going out and buying it. So it creates less stress, I guess, for you in terms of not necessarily having to guess if someone's going to buy it. Um, but also you get to build that relationship with some pretty dope people in the world. Oh, that's, that's incredible. And I, I'm just going to start off by saying a little, I'm not a biggest Patriots fan, but I do support the grind. So I, I got you back there. Um, but one thing that's really cool about your story, and I've kind of noticed a trend um, with this, with a lot of our interviews that we've had over the years is that um, from young ages, uh, kids like yourself are getting on social media and just going to work. No real direction, no real guide. It's like, no one's telling me to do this, but I'm doing this, throwing a bunch of great content out there and seeing who likes it. And it's worked brilliantly for you. And again, with the, um, the entrepreneurial spirit, you've kind of just turned flipping into a way to meet athletes their teams and find a, a way in so like that's incredibly dope and i just want to know like at a young age were there any setbacks or um kind of hesitations as you were going along this path well definitely um i definitely have some some you know i don't really have hesitations anymore but i'd say like within like the first year year and a half when i started doing everything um you know kids at my school started to find out and, you know, I didn't really, I wasn't really a popular kid, but it got to the point where, like, a lot of people in the school were like, oh, why are you doing this? Like, um, what is this that you're doing, like, when I was much more smaller than I am now? And, uh, but now it's kind of funny because now they're kind of like, um, oh, now they kind of want to be my friend. So it's kind of like, it's kind of taught me about, like, fake people. I don't know, at, like, a young age that I kind of like. But um, I, I, I just kind of kept going, and I'm happy that I kept going and didn't let that affect me. Though, yeah, it's... It's really interesting when that happens because uh, I saw a quote the other day. It's like you, people will support their favorite rapper or Kylie Jenner, whoever it may be, when they tweet out something. They'll retweet that real quick. They'll comment on it, whatever. But if you're someone at some random school trying to start up a business and they're like, hey, can you write a review for me or can you retweet this for me? They won't do it. You know what it's I mean? Hard. It's, it's so it's hard. It's so weird. But I totally understand where you're coming from. And for us, like we're only at 800 followers and I've already felt some of what you felt and you're way ahead of us in terms of like social media following. Plus you're in high school, which is even elevated at a bigger scale that way. Um, but I want to dive into deep more of your, your high school mindset. What has kind of changed? Because obviously when you're in high school, you're not really thinking about starting a business or at least most kids aren't. So why did you start doing it? And, um, what is next? <clears throat> well, I think that, um, I was different than a lot of kids. I've always been kind of different. Um, I didn't really, I don't really hang out with, you know, high school friends as much as people usually do. So I kind of had a lot of free time. Um, I've always been on Instagram. I think I started being on Instagram when I was like 10. And, um, you know, I think once I was like 12, 13, I was like, whoa, like, this is like a really powerful platform, just inter the internet in general, it's a really powerful platform. And, you know, when I started to see like my followers go up, like, you know, 1000, 2000, I'd be like, okay, there's, you know, 400 people at my school, even if all of them don't like me, you know, there's 2000 people on here that like me. And I just kind of, 
use that to kind of boost my confidence. And I try to like, um, just don't really care what other people think. Like, obviously I try to be nice to people at school, but if, if, you know, people have something against me, whatever, it's whatever. Um, and what's next. I mean, to be honest, the next couple months I'm planning on going to, um, a few NFL games on the field. Um, just to meet up with some people. Um, got to getting some field passes. Um, going to keep selling my shirts. Um, and then like, yeah, I'm just going to kind of see where that goes, but yeah. There we go. Unmuted the mic. Um, but no, that's sick. And one thing I wanted to point out that like your life in high school, I just wanted to, I don't mean to like generalize your, your generation, but you guys are the age of the hype beast. Like that's just looking at Justin's little cousins and his little brother, like they're all hype beasts to the highest degree. Um, and again, that's not a bad thing, but that's something to know. And I, I can see, I can just imagine, you know, you walking through the halls and you know, you got, your swag, you got your your clothes, you got your your shoe game, um, and your Instagram followers, and they see that. That's hype. They'll attract that. Um, but you stayed grounded. You kept your path going, and you turned into something brilliant. So that's dope. Um, what have you like? What's the best part about doing what you do? Like, what gets you up every day and say, you know what? I'm gonna get my grind up and work on my art. I feel like um, you know when I kind of look back at it at the end of every day. Uh, there's really no limits to it like it's really just how much you work like there'll be some days where i'll wake up and i'll be like you know i got i'm gonna work today see what happens and at the end of the day i'll have like the biggest you know oh i got a thousand followers today or oh um you know juju smith schuster hit me up he wants to buy this i gotta shout you know what i mean like so i i just think that there's no limits to it as opposed to like a normal job where you're working and it's like okay get the paycheck go home there's no limits to it and you know it's i, I feel like i have like an age gap where i can you know, I don't really have to, I'm 15. I, I can't even really work right now. Like, at, you know, like at a McDonald's or anything like that. So um, I just kind of like, I'm using like this time, like time is everything to me. So that's just kind of, um, yeah, it, just the no limits really is kind of what motivates me. Dude, that's, that's amazing to have that type of mindset at such a young age. Cause I know me when I was 15, dude, I was living the dream. I was in high school, I was playing soccer, I was varsity. I was like, all right, life can't go any better than this, but like you're killing it. You've got almost 20K followers. You're working with people like Juju Smith, Deshaun Jackson. What did you have to overcome to realize this is something that's real? You know what I mean? Because I feel like, especially at 15, even though some of the people that we talk to, it's like, wow. Like we're talking to people with a million followers, but you're talking to real sports athletes. And especially at 15, you kind of view them at like a different world. So how did you overcome that? And how did you actually get to start talking with these people? Um, so I'd say probably the, the two main ways I started talking to, to them is through Instagram direct message. That's great. Um, and then some of them that I can't reach is, you know, I, I go on LinkedIn, go on um, different like websites, try and find their managers. Um, and, you know, once you start to build like a clientele of like, other people you've sold to in the NFL. Like I started working with smaller guys that were easier to get in contact with. Um, and then like, there was this guy in the Rams who had like 5,000 followers backup running back. And then, you know, he got a pair of shoes in and he told Todd Gurley, who's like one of the biggest guys in the NFL right now, you know, go hit him up. So it's really just working with the small guys, working your way up, just connecting, 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 um, you know, making phone calls, which was tough at first. Um, but you know, I, I think every every day I get like more like not really from a fan perspective, but I get more into like the business of it. Like I'm not really like a you know when I first started doing, it, I was like whoa whoa what you but now it's just kind of like you know these are my clients. So 
um, I've kind of adapted to that. It's, it's sick that you're already thinking about all these sports athletes as like your clients and which really they are. Um, I just started um, working at Vanguard recently um, and I'm learning about the whole client um, management, um, client relations, things like that, and how crucial it is to, you know, tend to these relationships and make sure that they, they grow nicely. And you're already, you're 15 and you're doing incredible things, incredible things. Um, but I want to, get dive a little deeper into like your head like your mindset what are some of your idols like who do you emulate and kind of try and chase and say you know what? i want to be like this person or someone that influences what you do i wouldn't say there's like a perfect idol but there's definitely people that you know motivate me so i'd say um benjamin kicks uh if you guys know who that is he's a young kicks, yeah big, i'm a big fan of him um that's i don't know i'm a big fan of him um, obviously the athletes, just people that kind of came up, you know, through adversity at a young age, um, whatever type of adversity that is. I listen to a lot of rap music, um, just all sorts of different things about overcoming adversity, grinding, um, that anything that has that in it, I kind of idolize and, um, just kind of like, just give it your all. Like it's your life. Give it your all. Like just go do, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's kind of what I idolize. Anyone who represents that sort of stuff. So how is your, your kind of balance with school? Um, for us, obviously, we're in college. We have a little bit more free time. Or I'm in college. Gary graduated. But we have a little bit more free time than you do in high school, going to school like seven hours a day, five days a week. How do you balance all that? Uh, to be honest, it's pretty tough. I don't have a lot of free time. Um, but I actually did just get this new plan with the school where they approved to let me out two hours earlier and give me high school credits to work on the business. Um, you know, I'm hoping maybe junior or senior year to consider doing like partially online school um, just because I'd be able to travel a bit more and the courses are more directed towards me. Uh, like there'd be, you know, more at my school, there's not really anything with business, anything with, so it's kind of a bummer. But um, yeah, it just really just, you just got to focus. You just got to, you know, just think of the end goal. And that's, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. That's sick that your your school actually recognizes the talent that you have and the work that you're putting in and is willing to let you out early and give you credit for that. That's incredible. I mean, before, the only thing school would let you out for was uh, early for was, dude, actually, I got out for uh, athletics. Throughout high school, I was I was over. Counts. It counts. I mean, but the fact that you you were able to get that in Connecticut, which is huge, 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 huge. Um, so I want to go back into school, and I've we've talked to a couple people who are a little bit hesitant about the whole school industry and um how it's kind of just setting students up for college, but not necessarily adhering to their needs. Seems like your school is a little more into um, what you need as an entrepreneur, but what were some, what are some things that you'd like to see at your high school that you don't have now? Um, so first off, I'd say there's nothing to do with money management or business. It's all just, you know, algebra, um, you, you know, obviously the basic classes that you, I guess you do need, but um, you, they don't really think outside of the box. I don't really like it because it's kind of by the book you know, and, and I'm the type of person that, you know, would think outside the box. Like, 
even in like a math class, like I'd say, oh, you know, I have a different way to solve this problem. They'd say you can't do that because it doesn't follow this, but it's the right answer. But, you know, you can't do that because it doesn't follow the workbook. You know what I mean? So it, it just kind of, you know, they have their one way of doing things. And I feel like I've kind of come to them and say, you know, I have another way of doing this. So it works. But, um, you know, that's kind of like a battle. So, yeah, that's basically, I, I say for most high schools, um, just sort of, I mean, just incorporating some entrepreneur classes, you know, taxes, all sorts of stuff like that. Just stuff that more like, um, you know, logical sort of classes than, yeah. Do you consider yourself a good student, I guess? Yeah, I, I definitely consider myself a good student. Um, I, I try my hardest, you know, with all my work. I, I'm not really into, you know, it's, it's a, the high school is kind of tough because there's like lots of peer pressure drugs and I, it's been really tough for me, but I've stayed out of that completely. Um, just because of my business, like, you know, I'm focused on this. That's what I want to do. Um, so yeah, I definitely would consider myself a good student. Um, but yeah. And, um, kudos to you for, you know, staying straight and staying away from all that stuff. I, high school is a hectic, crazy place. Whoever invented it, um, probably should have thought of something else. Um, but it's again, kudos to you for staying on the straight and narrow. Uh, but if you had 30 seconds to relay a message to students like you out there who want to chase their dreams, who want to start up businesses, what would you say to them? Honestly, um, I would really, that's a tough one. I would, I would probably say, you know, just keep working. And the biggest thing for me is don't let anyone else, um, say, you know, you can't do that or that's not going to work because I feel like this sort of age gap between like 14, like 21, that sort of age gap, even if you do make a mistake, even if something doesn't work, what do you have to lose? Like, obviously, if you're still going to school, you're still doing that. And then you're doing this on the side, even if it doesn't work, what do you have to lose? So I would just say, give it your all now because you're not going to really have time to do that later. You know, if, when you have a job, when you have, so just give it your all now and yeah. No, that's that's definitely the mindset because I, f I would even challenge that in saying all the way until you're like 30 um, yeah. to kind of look at it of make as many mistakes as you can because you'd rather make them now rather than when you're 40, 45, 50 and you have a family that really depends on kind of your income or whatever you're bringing in. How do you think people can create that mindset because obviously the way that school teaches us we're taught that you have to get a's you have to get b's you're not allowed to fail and it kind of creates that mindset of shit if i fail i'm i'm a failure in life and i know that was a mindset shift that i had to create because i'm a good student like yourself and the way i thought about school was all right I found out how the school system works. I know to ask the teacher, is this going to be on the exam? How's it going to be asked? So I could just keep practicing it over and over again, short-term memory, get good grades on the exam. But that doesn't translate into business because now if I failed a test in high school, my mindset is ruined. I don't know what to do with my life. Oh my God, I'm going to fail. But with business, you're, you need to know how to fail. So how do you create that mindset? How do you break that mold? Well, I feel like for me, I kind of learned it naturally. Um, I definitely kind of, I'd say I've had failure failures. Like the first few times I started, you know, doing what I was doing, I definitely failed, got scammed. Um, but then I kept going and then I kind of rebounded. And I feel like those first few times I said, you know, I had a setback, but then I, um, you know, I 
came back even higher. You know, the comeback was greater than the setback. So that just kind of was like, whoa, like I didn't expect that to happen. Um, that's something that I don't really know if everyone, every kid can kind of, you know, has that in the back of their head. That's just what I learned from, you know, my personal experiences. But, you know, to any kid listening, to any kid out there, um, the, the comeback is always greater than the setback. That's really the key right there. And if you live by those words, you're always beyond to come up. So again, appreciate that. But I want to shift back to you and your journey. And I want to take this opportunity to transition into our next segment. And I want to I want to look back on your journey. So from that day, you first decided, you know what? Maybe I can try this whole flipping shoes. Maybe I can try this whole social media thing. Um, those days, all the way until right now, and I want to take that journey and turn it into a loading bar. Yeah. So yeah. from zero to a hundred percent, where do you feel like you are right now on your loading bar? Right now, I would probably say, probably say like 28, 30% right now. Okay. And now tell me what a hundred percent looks like. To be honest with you, a hundred percent. I wouldn't say, you know, satisfied because I'm the type of person that would never be satisfied. Like I would get there and I, I, I'd always feel like I'm at 99%, but a hundred percent, um, you know, just a, um, you know, a, a good income. I'm just happy with what I'm doing. Uh, I think that's really it, but I'm, you know, I, I keep working at that point to kind of, you know what I mean? That's probably what a hundred percent would look like. I like that. It's really, it's humble for someone your age. Cause I know if I ask my friends when we're 15, like, oh, what's 100%? Oh, I want that Lambo. I want that mansion. I want that. And they're not making nearly as much money as you are, not having the connections that you have. You know what I mean? So it's great that you have that mindset. But with that, we get to move into our favorite part, which is the deep thinking question. So are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. So question number one, let's imagine um, 100 years from now, we're sitting down and someone taps you on the shoulder and says, Yo, Joey, it's your last day on earth and you've been able to accomplish everything, but it's all going to disappear tomorrow. You get to pick three things that you want to be remembered for. What are those three things? Definitely the first thing would be um, working at a young age, just this kind of whole journey I've had, um, overcoming adversity, definitely that. Um, the second thing would probably be... Um, it honestly really all revolves around that. But second thing would probably be, I'd probably have to say, um, just kind of thinking outside of the box. Um, you know, I, I always, I think <clears throat> you can't really expect what I'm going to say. A lot of people tell me that, like, you know, oh, Joey, like you, you can't really predict what I'm going to say. So just sort of being unpredictable, but in a good way, if that makes sense. And then the third thing would probably be, um, Honestly, I'm, I'm really close with my family. So I would just say, um, you know, I would want definitely want to be remembered for having a good relationship with my family because my family, you know, I've always had friends that have switched up on me, always had, but my family has always supported me and I love them to death. So that I just, me being with my family, I'd like to be remembered for, for that. Respect, family first, love it, love it. Second question for you. We're still on that last day, but... Before everything goes away, you have you turn to your left shoulder and you see a book on your bookshelf. That book happens to be an autobiography of your entire life, all 115, 120 years. 
you turn and look at the first chapter and that first chapter is your entire life up to this very second right now. What is the title of that first chapter? Dang, um, first chapter. I would have to say, I would either say probably birth or the beginning. Because I, I don't know where I'd start. I, I maybe I'd start when I was a baby, or maybe I'd start like when I was like eleven or twelve. I'd probably say like um, the beginning, probably. All right, cool, cool. You've already you're young. You're fifteen, and you've already worked with some of the people that people dream to work with. And it, it seems that you've got a great future ahead of you, especially with the way that you've started networking. But if you could pick three people that you could die for to network with them and work with them on either selling them a shoe or whatever your future uh, business endeavors are, who would they be? Three people. Um, I'd probably say number one would probably be Tom Brady. Um, I'm just, I'm just a big, um, I'm, I'm just a big fan of him. Um, number two, um, I definitely would want to, I'm not sure about selling shoes, but I definitely would want to work with uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, I really like his Instagram and the way he runs that, um, just kind of motivational sort of stuff. And then number three, number three, um, number three would probably be, I would probably say LeBron, LeBron James. Three goats, all in their perspective fields. Sounds good to me. I mean, I I would love that lineup. That is really dope. You would want to work with Tom Brady? I mean, listen, I don't love him as like a player, and I'm not gonna get deep into this because this can go on for days. But you know what? He he is a goat. Like that's that's what it is. That's an undeniable fact. I wouldn't be a real sports fan if I wasn't saying that. But I do have my very distinct reservations. But I mean, he's. 40, what, 41, 42, and he's still playing incredible football. So, no hats off to him. But before I get deeper into my bag, Justin, you know how to push the buttons. Next question for you. For us, young and dumb means young, dedicated, up-and-coming, motivated, and bold. But what does being young and dumb mean to you? I would say being young and dumb to me um just lots of freedom now obviously people sort of take advantage of that freedom and do can do negative things but also young people can take advantage of it and do positive things so um obviously i feel like i've done some positive things um i feel like when you're young you're learning it's all about learning trying new things um hopefully you know good things um and that's definitely um what it is i mean you start off you're young and dumb you don't really know what you're doing but then you kind of you know throughout life and throughout your experiences as a, as a child and you know a teenager you kind of uh use that to benefit yourself in the future i like that i love that definition of young and dumb so with that before we ask our last question where can people find you where can they get in touch with you where can they find your stuff uh, you can follow me on Instagram at officialjoeyw, and you can also visit my website, joeydubs.com, J-O-E-Y-D-U-B-S.com. Dope, dope. So last question. What is a question that you wish that we asked you? Question that you asked me. Um, hmm. 
I, I that's tough. Um, <laughs> I would say um, maybe more, maybe my life as like a baby, like when I was like four or five. I, I, I don't, I, I feel like we've covered a lot. I, I don't really, but that, I guess that's something we can go over. Do you remember that far back? Um, I, like seven, eight, not really. <laughs> Who was yeah. Joey at seven? What was Joey doing? Joey at seven. Uh, I was really into rock music. Uh, I love the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I would. Um, I was very outgoing. Um, I was very into the weather. I was had a big fascination with the weather. Um, and yeah, I just kind of was doing things that were sort of out of the ordinary. But yeah. Okay. No, actually, I can I can I relate know. to the whole weather thing. Like. We used to have this thing at our uh, elementary school, like focused on the clouds or yeah. something like that. And you'd go through all the different types of clouds. And I was like, what? I didn't even know there's different types of clouds. I thought they were just these fluffy things in the air. But yeah, that's yeah. that's the tangent. I never, I'm glad I didn't go to your school. <laughs> and I'm glad I went to mine. <laughs> but everyone listening out there, if you didn't know Joey before, you sure as hell know joey now joey i want to take this opportunity to thank you for coming on to the podcast um dope content love 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 what you do repping ct making us proud much love yeah thank you guys i definitely appreciate it i'm a big fan much appreciated and guys who want to learn a little bit more about joey hop on our website get com, or follow us on social instagram facebook and twitter at get your grind up and we'll be back very very soon with another episode of the young and dumb podcast it's the co-host from the east coast justin and gary signing off again with the young and dumb podcast always remember we are all young and dumb and never forget get your grind up see you soon Peace. Peace.